to identify with Christ. Not only that, you have an ability to understand God's intention regarding you. So we're going to continue in that, and it uh, looks like there's a football game going on, and, uh, but we're, we're going to have some fun. I get to run out of here after the service and uh, barbecue a little bit and uh, pick up some rice and beans, and, and we're going to eat good. I promise you, God doesn't mind you eating a lot today, because I am. <laughs> Amen. We began last week with a question. We asked the question concerning the body of Christ, what does God need? So what I want to do uh, today is I want to remind you of some of the things we said last week, and then I want to dive in to an amazing revelation that God gives us through the Word of God. Because all through the Word, God speaks of you, the body of Christ. Did you know that? Because Jesus is the Father's daily delight, And we are Jesus' daily delight. Every single day, the Bible tells us that Jesus sits on the right hand of God, the throne of God, and makes intercession for us. Now, I want you to understand the word intercession is not just, oh, please, God, please, 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 Father. It's literally he's quoting himself to us. He is pouring himself out to the Father as the Father sees us so that it, it, all of that power of heaven and of God can pour itself out through us on this earth. And that's what we want to find out today. So <clears throat> we ask the question, concerning the body of Christ, what does God need? God doesn't need anything. God is self-existent, he's self-sufficient, and he's self-sustaining. We read in Acts chapter 17 this, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. Everyone say all things. All things. All things means all things. So next we found that God had a divine intention when he created you. The God who didn't need a thing decided to create you, the body of Christ, to fulfill his will on this earth. Now, you are the body of Christ lovingly called the church. The world today, when you hear church, they think of negativity. And some is because some church does not proclaim the gospel that they should. And they do not represent the body of Christ correctly. So the body of Christ is to coexist with God who didn't need anything. Wouldn't that be awesome that you always are with somebody who doesn't need a thing? Matter of fact, he's the one that created all things. Well, church, body of Christ, you have that. And we are to partner or partnering with God to get things done on this earth. So what God did is he made a plan that he would send his son Jesus 
to remove the power of sin when we confess Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The stripes that he took upon his back would cause us to be able to walk in divine health so that we could literally proclaim who God is because we are created in his image and his likeness. But a deception goes on all the time. A deception, we learn, happens when we are waiting for God to move, having no purpose. Oh, whatever, God, you know, God just, I'm just waiting on God. No, you're not. You're not doing, you're not seeing the authority you have. So let's dive into that and find out who we are. Another deception we find happens when we think like this. Well, if God wants it, he will do it. See, God cooperates with you. He works when you work, and God moves when you move. God can do anything because of power, we found out. Amen? God can do anything. Why? Because he's God. But he cannot because of the principle that he created. This is God's intention. And that's what I want you to recognize in a full, amazing way that God's intention seems like that we're saying God's not in the picture, but it's God's full picture of his intention. When we understand the authority of the body of Christ and the beauty of the body of Christ, the church, God proclaimed and created a principle he lives by and he never changes. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he does not change. Now, let's go over this again. God's principle is he works with people who are born again and are called the body of Christ. Isn't it amazing, even in the Old Testament, he worked with a donkey, so if he worked with a donkey, now we live in the New Testament, God in us, no matter how bad I was, Jesus cleansed me. No matter how awful I was, no matter how negative I was, Jesus cleansed me. My past has been removed. The power of my past has been removed. And today, <laughs> he can use a son, me. He can use a son, you, a daughter, you. Remember, we, we studied this last time together. In the story of Adam, by power, God could have named all the animals. You remember that when we talked about that? But by the principle God created, Adam had to do it. Because God gave mankind authority. In the story of David and Goliath, by power, God could have sent that lightning bolt and killed Goliath. But because of the created principle that God created all things, he says, choose you a man. A boy named David believed and had faith and released all the power of God. And that stone was flung into the forehead of Goliath. And Goliath was knocked down and killed. So the question then is, how do we cooperate with God? 
And on a daily basis, what we're going to do is we're going to give you an answer in a question. Have you decided to need God or to partner with God? You see, here's the reality. This huge, amazing, no beginning God <laughs> created you and me in his image and likeness. And you know what he said? He said, I'm going to create a principle because I love you, Jesus. You are his daily delight. We're going to create a principle that says, I give you authority. And because you have authority, when you move in your authority, my power will follow. And you will be able to see the miraculous. And I'm constantly bragging on you, the body of Christ. Because why? Because we're all perfect? No, because God created you. Now I'm looking out and I'm seeing some handsome and beautiful people. I'm looking out and I'm seeing people who don't even understand God's intention. And in you, God is so amazing. I am just as your pastor trying to teach you and to equip you so you can walk in this authority, understand who you are, and begin to walk in such newness. And, and, and let me just say this, you can walk in greatness. The greatness is not in what you've done. The greatness is in that you believe and understand God's intention and his power moves in your life. So have you decided to need God or to partner with him? God has so much for you, church. Body of Christ, God has set it up. It's a beautiful thing. It brings such peace when you know all the power of God is with you. Under this point, though, I, I want to say three important things. Have you decided to need God or to partner with him? Partnering with God. Have you made a decision that says, I will partner with God even though I feel what I feel, even though I've experienced what I've experienced, the word says this, and I'm going to partner with God by believing it and proclaiming what his word says. Here it is, first one. God is never going to do your part. We must understand why God created the body of Christ. Many times we pray asking God to do our part. People have asked me, Pastor, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and God hasn't done it yet. And so I ask them, what did you pray? And they go all over the place. So keep that in your mind as we continue here. We are asking God to heal our marriage, but look at Ephesians 5, and let me show you, with God's intent, with God's intention, and with you partnering with God, look what God says you can do. Be careful, then, how you live, not as unwise like the world, but as wise, according to the Word. 
making the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. See, he's talking about foolishness. He's not talking about being ignorant. Ignorance is that you just don't know. And there are a lot of things in life I don't know. I find the ones who know because I don't know everything. I'm not the smartest person in this room. But what I do know is that the Word of God is truth. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So what it's saying is foolishness is not understanding the Word of God. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. In other words, it holds your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another, now here, when you're partnering with God, this is how you begin to partner with God. People think partnering with God is like you're co-equal, that you're right there, you know, with, with, with God, and, and now we sit in heavenly places, uh, we're sons and daughters of God, uh, we're our inheritance is in Jesus, all the different things, but I want you to hear what, what he is writing here. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make melody from your heart to the Lord. Our life, our heart needs to be full of the Word of God where it produces our personality. It produces who we are. It produces the world is always losing it, our identity. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. You know whose responsibility it is to make you happy? You. It's your responsibility. If you're sad, I'm just going to say this is what Scripture tells us. If you're sad, that's your fault. If you're angry and sinning, that's your fault. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Remember, it's talking about the heart. It's not talking about sing and make melody because things are going bad. You understand what I'm saying here? Is that God is bringing out truth and he's saying, this is how you partner with me. Always giving thanks to God the Father for some things. Everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another. Come under a mission. Let me tell you, folks, do not be afraid of the word submit because it means coming under a mission. There are a lot of people trying to submit without a mission, without a purpose. Submit to one another out of the reverence for Christ, because of Christ, because you're the body of Christ, because you know who you are. Verse 25, let's jump down. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. That's the rhema, that's spoken word, what you say. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Now, 
what we're finding out in Ephesians 5, that he is giving a picture of the church relationship with Christ and the husband and wife. And you can go both ways with this passage and teach about the body of Christ, and you can teach about marriage. In many marriage conferences that my wife and I have done, we've used this, this scripture to talk about marriage. But let me tell you, literally the focus of this is saying, ladies, you honor him as the church honors Christ. Men, you love your wives as Christ loves the church. In today's day, ladies are not honoring and men are not loving. And they ask God to heal their marriage, but he can't do any miracles as he couldn't in Mark chapter 6 because of dishonor and the lack of love. So in starting, learning how to live in this reality of partnering with God, God is never going to do your part. Your part is to honor and to love. Your part as the body of Christ is to honor, is to be able to walk in this church and be able to sit next to your brothers and sisters and honor them and love them, not for what you want them to be, not you're honoring them for what they did. You are honoring them, you are loving them because they're the church. And none of us are perfect. But the body of Christ, the world does not want to come to the body of Christ because the body of Christ dishonors and the body of Christ does not love. Praise God, we're Valley Community Church because we know the Word of God. And we're walking in this. Are we perfect? No. But I'll tell you what, the world wants what we have. Mark chapter 6 again talks about how, how Jesus went to his home. It's not talking about you can't minister in your home city. Yes, you can. It's talking about that in many instances, people get offended because they want to think of you as a certain person when God has said, I have anointed you and called you. Every one of us have a calling. The calling of God is without repentance. It's something God has given to us before the foundation of the earth, Ephesians chapter 1 tells us. It's not what you work for. It's not what you hope for. It's not what you prayed for. It's what God did in you before the foundation of this world. That's how amazing God is. So with that, then I can walk around and I look, look at every one of you and say, amazing, anointed, called of God, can do great things. You have the same authority as I do. And the same God power that will follow you if you will do your part. So the body of Christ, God used the example of marriage and how to honor the body of Christ. And the body of Christ functions through honor and love. So your part is to love and your part is to honor. This is what people say now when they're mad at God. Have you ever known anybody mad at God? 
Have you ever been mad at God? Most of us have. God, I know you have the power. I know you can do this if you really want to. You know what God is thinking with that statement and that thinking? I would love to move on your behalf. I would love to fulfill your dream, the dream that I gave you. But you have to do your part and partner with me. Again, how do you do your part? You love and you honor. Church, I spent, I was telling the guys, prayer guy, uh, people come in for prayer with me, that there are, there are usually about eight to ten hours that I spend on the Sunday message adding to the many hours of study through 39 years of ministry to what I, I'm preparing the message. It's with prayer, it's speaking the word, it's studying the word. Uh, once in a while I'll ask Dan about a Greek word or whatever and, and different things like that because the guy's good at this stuff with Greek. But here's, here's my point, is that this week, I kept being pulled to the church, to my office, to the little corner that I get in and I pray. And I'll show you how important this message is and what I'm about to tell you, is that God kept pulling me back to get with him to understand him, to understand his intention, that I spent about 25 hours this week in prayer and study for this message. But this message was done months ago. I had already written the message months ago. I'm about six months in advance ready for messages. All I have to do is just pull my notes out and rewrite the, the notes. I said all that, not to pat me on the back, I said all that to understand, do you not realize it pleases God when we talk about the body of Christ and the ability to partner with God and how much God loves you? God is thinking, I would love to move on your behalf, but you have to do your part and partner with me again, love and honor. Again, he'll never do your part. The second thing we need to know about partnering with God and needing who he is, your part is never supernatural. We have got so caught up in the supernatural as a church. I'm talking about the world church. We've got so caught up in the supernatural I want you to hear what I'm going to say. Many regular things people do who know God become supernatural, but we have to see it as it is. God's part is supernatural, but what you do partnering with God is not. It's so simple to partner with God. Again, love and honor. But I want you to understand that's great, actually great when you have a part and God has a part. 
See, when David slung the stone, David had his part. He had to go pick one stone up. But he heard the voice of God, and he picked up five. Because Goliath had four brothers. I've said that before. But David also was a marksman with a slingshot. We'll call it a slingshot. The terminology of it doesn't matter. You know. Did you know that that slingshot has the power of a small pistol? He knew what he was doing. He was good. One of our police officers in our church sent me a picture of his testing of his shooting. And I texted him back because he was so good in his shooting. Of course, he thought he could do better. But I looked at that and I said, I never want to tangle with you. And, and the, the reality is, is David practice. David worked hard at doing his part. And his part wasn't supernatural. He partnered with God in the name of the Lord. Remember that? He said, you come to me with sword and spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. See, David understood partnering with God. David understood honor and love. David understood this, this greatness that God created him in his image and likeness. So God saw to it that the rock or the stone hit Goliath perfectly. So let me show you in the story what, and another one, what does partnering with God do? The Bible tells us when the stone hit Goliath that he fell forward. Did you know there was another battle that, that the Philistines came against Israel, and in that battle, the Philistines won. And the Bible tells us that they captured the Ark of the Covenant, and they brought the Ark of the Covenant with victory into their city, and they set it at the foot of this large statue of their false god called Dagon. Dagon, their statue god that night, fell forward. You remember the story? What this reminds you of partnering with God and doing your part is that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Are you doing your part? Are you honoring? Are you loving? Are you getting in the word and understanding who you are? Are you going to discipleship? Are you, you going to the freedom ministries? By the way, Louise Chertel, part of the freedom ministries teacher, her mother passed away this past week. Now, we put stuff on the screen when you're able to attend a funeral. But the, the reality that, that you must understand is is that God has set it up that when you will walk in the gospel, when you preach the gospel, when you live the gospel, when you understand the body of Christ, when you walk in love, when you walk in honor, what will happen is you will see any spiritual entity will have to fall on its knees and bow to the authority that you have. That's not all. 
Again, are you doing your part? Another illustration I want to show you is, is Moses held the rod up, the staff, whatever terminology you want to use, and God parted the Red Sea. Let me tell you, any human could have done what Moses did. But you know, we struggle with that because we see Hollywood. You know, Moses, concern, the army's coming and all the different things. And Egypt, all the armies are coming after them and they're trapped at the Red Sea and Hollywood starts, the music starts going, doom, 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 doom. And we're going, oh, what's he gonna do? And God speaks to Moses and Moses grabs his staff and he says, follow me. And all the jello spread. That's how they made that picture. And, and the Red Sea parts. And they walk across and they're jumping up and down. They're all happy. And then the, the sea closes up on the army and the chariots and the horses. And, and everyone goes, yay, yay. That's not how it was. Bring that to me. If God asked you to do what Moses did, you could have grabbed any old stick. Oh, but it's a staff. I mean, that staff, you know, that's like Star Wars. It glowed every time he walked. Let me tell you what I believe the picture. Now, did Moses believe? Yeah, he did. But if you really read the story, Moses, a lot of times, you know, uh, God, what are you going to do here, you know? Let me tell you, that's just like you and me. There are times you are facing stuff that you're just thinking, I don't even know even God can do this. <laughs> but let me tell you, this is what I picture. If a real movie was set, this would be Moses. Gets with God, God tells him, take your staff and point it, hold it up to the Red Sea. Okay, are we going to go fishing? What, you know? And this is Moses. Okay, I believe you, God. And that's you sometimes in your faith. Amen? It takes a measure of faith, a measure, a seed, a small seed of faith to move mountains to spread the Red Sea. But when the body of Christ does not partner with God, what happens is we, we get all this supernatural Moses. Ta-da! You know, Star Wars. The reality is this. Any old stick would have worked if God said, hold the stick up. You believe, and you have faith in what God said. And you walk in love, and you walk in honor, and you do his work. His power follows. Amen. Watch, it might turn into a snake. (laughs) 
We could have done what Moses did. He acted on God's will, God's word. I believe God with all my heart, and there are times I'm in other countries, I'm doing conferences, and I got people coming up with oozing sores and all kinds of stuff and believing God. And there are times just believing God, I just, I'm praying, I'm seeing them, God, in Jesus' name, do a miracle. By the time they get up to me, the miracle is done. Because I just believed. The third thing I want you to see, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. As the body of Christ cooperating with God, your part is first. Now I realize we love God because he first loved us. Spark has that scripture. I thought that was awesome. But here's my point. Jesus is not going to the cross again. He already has done his part. He's giving you the authority to believe and rule the earth and God's power will manifest because you believe and go first. Let me show you the example of of our part first. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This doesn't say they will recover and you lay hands on them. They will lay hands on the sick and you shall recover. You go first. You believe God first. You need uh, someone in your family to be saved. You witness to them first. You go to them first. You walk and go into the house, even though they've been a ding-dong and and they're on drugs and they're alcoholic and they're all the different things. You go to them and you honor them and you love them for who they are. They're the body of Christ. They confess Jesus Christ as Lord or going to. And we need to love and honor. And we need to do our part. Recover is God's part. And that doesn't happen until we do our part. In Matthew 18, look at this, verse 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. We have to do our part first. Are you in agreement? Are you in agreement with your spouse? Are you in agreement with your brothers and sisters at church? Or do some of you want Starbucks or Maxwell House coffee? You know, it's, let's go back to Adam now. Romans 5 says that sin entered the earth through Adam, and because of that, death to all men. We're talking about going first. Now, Adam, the first man, sinned, and because the first man, all men were condemned. That's, you know, think about that. That's not fair. Isn't that unfair? One guy sins thousands of years ago, and because of that, we're condemned. 
Let me tell you this. It wasn't unfair. <laughs> it was brilliant. God's intention. Watch this. Since it took only one man to lose it all, it only took one man to get it all back. His name is Jesus. God, Jesus became a man. Jesus was born on this earth. Holy Spirit and Mary. Remember what Goliath said again? Choose you a man that he would come down and fight with me. If I win, I get them all. If he wins, David, he gets all the Philistines. Jesus became a man and defeated Satan. Jesus became a man and defeated death. Jesus became a man and defeated hell for all. 1 Peter 3.18 says this, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. See, God has already done his part. We must do ours so his power will manifest. What is God saying to you? What is the word of God saying to you? And I want to say to you again, it's not based on how spiritual because your part is not supernatural. It's following what God says is picking up a stick and standing before the Red Sea. The, see, Hollywood, you know, Moses. You know, like something electric was going through the, you know, all the different things. No, it was a man that just said, you know what? God told me to do this. I'm going to follow. I'm going to do my part. All the people looking at Moses, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And Moses, without saying it, I don't know. <laughs> what are you going to do? And then God speaks to him because in the Old Testament, he spoke to the priest, the prophet, or the king. And he spoke to Moses, and Moses obeyed. That same principle is this. What has God said to you regarding your situation? What has God said to you about your life? What has God said to you about your finances? What has God said to you about that person that you're angry at? What has God said to you about that disease that someone keeps telling you, if you don't change, that's what you're going to get? What has God said to you in his word? You do your part. Your part is not supernatural. Your part is first, because Jesus, God, already did his. You're partnering with him. Once you do your part, then all of his power follows. Many prayers are not answered because we're asking Jesus to go back to the cross. Because we're asking Jesus to, already, to do it again when he's already done it. We have to believe and take any ordinary stick. I asked Pastor Dan to get one for me, and he came in and he overdid himself. Perfect. I want to tell you 
the body of Christ, when we get into agreement, when we get into honor, when we get into love, and we do our part, and we know that our part might be the simplest thing by scrubbing a toilet. And we understand that it's not supernatural, but it becomes ultra supernatural when the power of God moves. Man, I, I'll tell you what, I, right there, I said this for first service, I am teaching doctrine in story form. I'm not teaching dogma. There's a difference. I'll be teaching on that in a few months. The dogma is that you firmly believe something even though it's not true. And you just keep, this is how it is. I know that's what the Word says, but this is what I believe. No, that's not, that doesn't produce faith. This is how I was raised. Were you raised in the Word? What you believe the way you were raised, is that scriptural? Doctrinal? See, dogma is that, that I am, the way I'm speaking right now, in doctrine, I'm, I'm giving you real doctrinal statements that a lot of people can try to take Scripture and refute what I just said. But they can't. And the reason why they try to refute it, the reason why they try to deny it and disagree is because of their dogma. And, and I want you to understand, the church, the body of Christ, that harvest that Dr. Remy was talking about, that Pastor Dan's talking about, that I've been talking about from last year, that, that many of us in, in ministry here, elders all have been talking about, that we have to understand that God's doing a miraculous thing, but the the body of Christ needs to know God's intention. Because the supernatural follows me. The power of God follows me. Not because I'm any better than you because I stand up on this platform. It's because I believe God's word, what he said. And in my simple way, I just follow. I do my part. And I know in many instances, my part is a good word to somebody. My part is when God calls me, I spend 25 hours in my office in prayer and fasting. Uh, a few of those hours, I drove up Santa Anita up in the mountains, got out of my car and was sitting on a rock. And just praising the Lord. I don't care. Cars are driving by and there I am like that with my hands up. Praying and singing in tongues and all that. And people might have heard me down on the trails. I don't care. I was doing what God asked me to do. And because I did that, I know today God transformed some people's lives. And I didn't, I, I didn't say it to say, pat me on the back and say, oh, wow, pastor, 25 hours. I, I didn't. I'm saying it for an example. When God says something to you, just do it, even if it means holding a stick. You can part the Red Sea. Let's close with this.
and I'm going to eliminate what the enemy does when I speak in real strong ways. It's not I'm trying to do better. Church, you're not trying to do better. You are the body of Christ. It's a done deal. Can we change? Can we grow? Yes, we can. But if you obey God, if you got born again today, this morning, you obey God today, the same power that follows after Pastor Dan, that follows after Pastor Angel, that follows after me, is the same power that follows after you, the body of Christ. You are great in the kingdom of God. Just trying to do better, that's not your part. The disciples had the same concern. Let me read this. Then they said to Jesus, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? That's what we're talking about here. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. You believe in the one the Father sent, Jesus Christ, and his power will explode from your faith. How do you practice that? By loving one another and honoring one another. (laughs) It's simple. Let's all stand. See, if your team wins, I'll still love you. Amen. Do you not sense the Lord speaking to you? I pray, and this is what the Lord showed me, I pray that the message that I gave today, the words that I spoke, has removed this deceptive doubt that a lot of us had walking in our doors today. 